The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Love, love to hear that Thursday music. That means we're back for another episode of Playing It Forward. My main man, Mike Sauter. That's the music. Who is very Natalie attired with his Nebraska preps. Somebody seems to have gotten their hands on mine. I'm going to have to really search I, to find it. I didn't just give you one. I purchased it for hey, listen, you. I am, and it's, it's sharp, too. I like the way that it fits. It's Adidas. It, it's very What's slimming. Um, so I like that. I don't need help with that. Uh, unfortunately, today I'm in my west. I say unfortunately because I always have to explain it. This isn't Wisconsin. Wisconsin. It's Why did Damon, you have a Wisconsin And it's shirt a different on. logo, but I get it. First blush, you kind of miss it. But uh, going to be a good day because I feel like every time I talk to this guy, it's going to be a good day. And I get him longer than a nine or mm-hmm. a ten minute segment because that's usually. Now I have that song. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, and you have weird taste in music. Oh, and you know what? We could talk to this guy about music, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, We call him the (laughs) Prez. He's at Omaha Prez. He is, uh, man, is he one of the good ones. The better hidden gems in the community. Not sure how hidden he is anymore. Marty Cordero with the Storm Chasers and Union Omaha. MC, one of my favorites. How are you, buddy? DB, Mike, good afternoon, good morning, uh, wherever you're listening from. But uh, no, I'm great. You know, as we um, are finishing up baseball and soccer still in full swing. So a lot of great things happening. And I'm glad to be on with you guys today. And, you know, I don't know if more than nine minutes is, is going to be good for anyone out there, but I appreciate you uh, asking me to be a guest. Hey, so it's kind of crazy. Um, I'll, we'll start with the sports. Both Mike and I kind of dabble in that industry. How tough is it? I mean, you wear several hats. You spend a ton of energy. You're birthing a new baby, kind of, with Union Omaha in the first good year. And you've got the original, the OG, the Storm Chasers, man. What's that look like? Oh, you know, it's it's every day's interesting. Every day's different. Uh, one would not choose to uh, have a startup business begin during a pandemic, but of course <laughs> we chose that. Uh, so it's going to take some time for soccer to really find its footing for a number of different reasons. But on the field, Coach Mims has put together arguably uh, the most talented club in League One. Uh, they're in, we're in first place, uh, continue to be in first place, and you know we play through October and then playoffs in November. So. Obviously, that's been highly successful back-to-back years. And then from the Storm Chasers perspective, the first team to 200 home runs in all of minor league baseball this year, I think we've sent up 17 guys to the big leagues, 16, 17, 18. That number could be more, but I think that's, that's where we were. And, you know, another successful year this year, a winning record for the first time since 2015. And things are really looking up. And for those that took time uh, to come see Bobby Witt Jr. already, great. If not, you want to get out here before the season ends quickly uh, on Sunday, September 26th. 
He's the best, single best talent prospect that I've seen in my 23 years of all my, my variety of, uh, of travels. And, but he's just one of, of many. MJ Melendez leads minor league baseball in home runs. Nick Prado, Bobby Witt, and Ryan McBroom all have 30-plus home runs. McBroom broke the modern-day Storm Chasers record uh, last weekend. And then you've got uh, uh, Rivera, our third baseman, who only has 18, but he spent a couple months in the big leagues with the Royals. So he's he's right there as well. And Kyle Isbell right behind him, but he's in the big leagues with the Royals now. So from a talent perspective and offense, uh, Poli's had just an amazing year uh, uh, in the, with the offense production. What did, what was it like to get, you know, full kind of fans back after a year? What was your first that op- that night, you know, opening night that people came back? What was your kind of reaction? Because it it's been a tough you know, year or two. No, you know, we weren't really full full bore until July one, based on some some um, restrictions from MLB. Uh, but just being able to have baseball, Mike, that's probably the best way I can answer the question. To be able to have baseball on May 4th, uh, Tuesday night here this year, was um, it was emotional. It absolutely was. Um, uh, it also allowed me to get a haircut because I promised <laughs> that I wasn't cutting my hair until baseball started. So the night before that, I actually got a haircut. Uh, and I think, uh, there were some people that were happy about that, but y'all kidding aside, you know, chasers family, that's our hashtag we've had this year. And that was for a reason. We were sitting, uh, around the virtual boardroom conference table in the fall. And what was missing the most were the relationships from the people that, at least in my case, I've gotten to know for 15 years and Andrea Bedore for 16 and Lori Schlender for 20 and, and then Mark Nasser for 21, and then all of our other staff for you know one to four years. So that's where Chaser's family came from because baseball's different. When you play six games in a row, or eight games in a row, or nine, ten in a row, and you're seated, you see that you see those people, and you you get to be family in section 114 or 120 or 121. I mean, we have a business that's here, Papio Pit Barbecue. That's all from people who sit in the same section in 119 here at Warner Park. So a business came from that. And um, so that's the best example I can give of how special May 4th was just to be playing baseball again. Yeah. And didn't help that you're a star Wars junkie. So may the fourth be with you kind of played into your <laughs> wheelhouse a little bit too, but MC, I got, I got to, I got to know because I would probably fancy you as a lifelong learner. You're, you're always picking up something or doing something newer and adding to your repertoire, but you're a guy who is so strong with relationships, the way you interact, the way you talk to people, it, it's, it's, it's very inviting. How did the pandemic challenge you knowing that you couldn't really play to kind of your strengths as a, as a relational guy? Like, were there any takeaways? Like, what'd you learn about you? Mm. Deep questions today. Um, you know, with the busyness of launching soccer on May 1st, 2019, um, I got out of the day-by-day as much as I ever have during that year. Mm-hmm. Then we promoted Lori Schlender to vice president and general manager of the Storm Chasers in October of 19. And that 
was kind of largely unnoticed because we didn't have a 2020 season. And Lori deserves all the accolades she gets. She's a 2017 professional uh, woman, woman of the year in professional baseball presented by Rawlings. But no one really knew that. So if you take 2019 when I became less involved and then 2020 when Lori really took over GM and then on the soccer side last year, we had a soccer GM and now we have a new one and Peter Marlette Jr. Uh, that's running the operation. I became, I became less engaged this year <laughs> being short staffed in all areas, mm. full-time staff, game day staff, concessions, catering, you pick it. Um, I have taken tickets half a dozen games. Not only have I gone out in the parking lot for 20 or 30 minutes here and there, I've run parking lot entrances for two hours at a time. There were three different Saturday nights where Lori and myself and then our assistant GM, Andrea Bedore, we worked in Hot Dog Nation for two and a half, three hours rolling hot dogs. So for me, I think what was missing and this even goes back to 19 a little bit, even though the pandemic didn't, pandemic didn't start till 20, was that, that one-on-one connection with fans and not necessarily the fans that I know, not the Chasers family that we were talking about, but people I don't know. Because I think what entertainment, what sports, what schools being open, um, churches being open, what have you, um, we forget the impact on people we don't know because we never know what someone's going through and someone could walk in our ballpark by themselves or a couple could walk in and our usher or our ticket taker or another fan or a staff member, if we say hello, welcome, that might be the first time that that person or that couple has been spoken to that day. And now with the pandemic, maybe in months from an interaction, a public interaction perspective. So to me, it's more about the people we didn't know and those interactions and people that I've met this year that have now become Chasers family or now are part of One Means All with Union Omaha. So for me, it really was the interactions, but not necessarily the ones that I thought I was missing because I was still able to text people. I was still able to email, um, come on radio interviews and, and do things for people I knew, but there weren't new relationships that were building because of the lack of the entertainment business being open. Is it... I want to touch on the building relationship thing because I think that's extremely important. Just you know, life every day with what we all do. Um, is that a? Is there an, an exact science to it? Is it a thing where you think about it, or do you just think that comes naturally for people? And if you try too hard, it's not going to look good. It doesn't come naturally for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you try too hard, it can be phony. Um, and to me, it's really not even about strategizing. Yeah. Uh, sales is about strategy. Yes. And promotions and marketing and all that, but being inside the ballpark is just saying, hello, how can I help you? I mean, just the other night, there was a lady, most people never want help with concessions. The other night, this lady was, um, bent over on the concrete, picking up a cup that she had spilled and she had two, four or five-year-old boys running around her like they were you know, speed racer or something. And, you know, just saying, Hey, can I help you is one thing, but just picking up what she spilled and, and refilling it. And then asking her where her seats are not asking her, can I take you to the seats? That's at least how I operate. Mm. 
you know, and we try to, I try to lead by example here. And you know what? I never saw her the rest of the night the other night and I'm not going to try to sell her anything, but that relationship for that 30 seconds or a minute is hopefully what will bring her back to Warner Park for some reason, baseball, soccer, special event. So for me, it's just being present, you know, just showing up, being present. So it's, so it's, it's, it's just not an, in, so it can be intentional, but it's just a natural, like you, yeah. either you got it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I intentionally helped her, mm-hmm. but I would have said hi to her anyway. Right. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Marty, cause I'm listening to you talk and I've watched you God forever. Um, the one word that comes to mind, and you have to help me piece it together with how you've been able to be so successful in Omaha and kind of why Omaha, I think Marty Cordero and I think authentic. I, I think whatever it is that you are, like you're that guy. Some, some days you're going to crack jokes with me. Uh, some days you'll text and it's kind of serious. Some days I'll ask you a question and it may be a little emotional. Like, you've somehow become comfortable and being authentic. Most people are afraid of that. It seems because they don't like sometimes what comes with making yourself vulnerable. I'm still trying to figure out how you've made that work. Let me, let me, let me tell you, I'm going to give one example. Um, I, I am, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was raised oldest of five. I mean, I started picking up rocks and sticks, my dad's property management when I was four and five years old. And I have no idea how I lived because he used to cut the grass with, with a lawnmower that had, had, had no protection on it. It just threw stuff, but that was in Louisiana. And, you know, when I did something wrong, I got yardsticks broken on my butt and um, I've had my mouth washed out with soap and so on and so forth. So that that's how I was raised. Um, and, it's always been about effort. You know, the only real fight I've been in, I, I punched a teammate during a <laughs> soccer game when I was young because he wasn't playing hard enough. He was messing around. And I'm the guy who's, you know, when you're down by 20, I'm still diving into the crowds with two minutes to go in a basketball game. So that's me. That's my background. Pretty hardcore yeah. uh, competitive wise. Our middle son um, um, is, probably the smartest kid that I've had a chance to be around, but he's had challenges growing up um, with ADHD, uh, with Tourette's, um, a number of other things, you know, not to get, you know, too revealing today, but that's enough. And, and my wife and I, Sarah and I, you know, he's, he's different. He's different of our three kids mm. along the way through all of his challenges and all of the teachers who said, he was a bad student or he couldn't be taught or he didn't fit in and all the classes he's bounced around in. And, and now he's in horizon and now he's a senior and we didn't think we'd get him out of third grade. I've learned more from an empathy perspective and don't judge until you get to know someone or you're able to walk in their shoes. None of us can walk in someone else's shoes. Wow. So, so for me, Watching him and now watching him grow and, and he has a chance to graduate early in December. He's going to go to auto tech school at, at Metro. Um, he's, he's working uh, 
uh, at a local Jensen Tarn Auto now, and he's finding his niche. So for me, that was a real education to uh, take a step back and not judge, because we all are going through different things. And that's where that's where a lot of the be kind public schools, oh, um, man, me- me- mental health, um, the things that, um, you know, a lot of our politicians will say one thing and they'll do another, you know, when they talk about being pro-life, but we don't spend the time on mental health and, and, and taking care of others that we should. And one size doesn't fit all with students either. So, yeah, I, I, I could go on and on and on and on and on. But for me, what what our middle son, uh, what he has um, what he has has accomplished and what I know he's going to accomplish, you know, has really taught me. And my wife was really the driver of that because. I really had to become educated. I had to take a step back. And it really, I believe, has helped me um, become more authentic in my relationships because uh, they're much less transactional now than they were, you know, he's seven, almost 18. So the last 15, 16 years. I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but that's, uh, that's what popped in my head. Well, that's interesting because that's about the amount of time you've been here, right? It is. So, yeah, yeah. He, he was born in Alabama. And then celebrated his um, third birthday in Nebraska after also living in Michigan in between. So <laughs> he's well traveled. He's well. He he was very well traveled by three. Okay. So what is it about the magic of Omaha or this Nebraska nice thing or whatever? kind of the mystique is that says hey man it's a great place to raise your kids and the community they they rally and we'll get into the relief efforts that you had for for hurricane ida here in a sec but what is it about omaha that is that's provided stability and longevity well you know grew up in louisiana went to louisiana tech got a marketing degree and my oldest and i left when he was three so we went to jackson tennessee spent four years there my wife was catering the suites that's where we met, got married. That was double A Cubs, my first four years in minor league baseball. Moved to Birmingham for a couple of years, hence <laughs> the reason why I told you to eat at Tortugas and Jim and Nick's, Mike. Yeah. So, uh, there's that connection. And then after being there for two years, and that's where, that's where our middle son was born, moved to Michigan. And while there, Alan Stein and the group that ultimately bought the Omaha Royals, they were my bosses in Battle Creek. So after two years there, that's how I ended up in Omaha. I give you the background because there was no way in hell <laughs> we were going to live anywhere longer than four, five, or six years. Yeah. We weren't. We, we were coming to Omaha, and you know, here's the opportunity. The opportunity is to help uh, make the club, have the club become engaged in the community, sell from a relationship perspective, and make it fun to go to a minor league game at Rosenblatt Stadium. We did sell relationship wise, or I wouldn't still be here. Uh, we absolutely became engaged in the community. That was the thing that accomplished those three first. And I don't know if we ever made it fun, truly fun to go to Rosenblatt because a great minor league crowd of six or seven or 8,000 people in a 25,000 seat stadium. Okay. You know, by my standards, probably not by people that had gone. And when you bought a ticket, you were given an entire section at Rosenblatt for (laughs) for a Royals game. Maybe they would argue, yeah, it did become more fun over four years. So that was the beginning, and that was the goal. And getting a facility built somewhere other than Omaha probably was 
that was the task. Uh, so, so when Werner Park happened at Sarpy County, jumping forward, yeah, it started to kind of peak in my mind a little bit. Well, maybe we'll be here longer than four or five or six years. But I never thought mm. 15. I never thought 15 years. I never thought that would happen. Um, and, you know, you talk about relationships and by happenstance, my very, very first sales call, because sales is mm. where I've made my mark along the way, was to Werner Enterprises. You know, how, how ironic is that? <laughs> that, was my very, that was my very first one. Was and, Derek there? Uh, no, I didn't know Derek. Didn't meet Derek for a couple of years. Uh, Fred Thayer was my first meeting. Okay. And Fred made the mistake of saying, hey, show me everything you got. Oh, okay, you told the wrong guy that. <laughs> so, uh, so that was the beginning of what became, you know, uh, a really good relationship. And now is, is one that is when something happens, like Ida, and I call and say, hey, do you think we can get our branded trailer here uh, and pack it? And do we think we can take some things to Louisiana? The answer is not, not, yeah, let me get back to you. It's okay, when do you want the trailer there? And yes, let's make it happen. And again, that's about relationship. So for me, no, I didn't think I'd be here 15 years. No way. And, and it's, uh, it is a great place to raise a family. I think we as a state need to do more to keep kids here after they get out of high school or after they graduate from college or to bring, bring our youth back after they graduate from college, if they go out of state, there's a lot of things we can do to be more pro young people. I'm not going to give a specific generation, but (laughs) you know, that, that, that starts with the leadership at the top of our state. And I think uh, that's something that really, really needs to be addressed long-term if, if we're going to grow our population north of 2 million. You've, I'm I'm just assuming that you've had plenty of opportunities to leave Omaha and likely move up to the majors and different things. I'm just going to assume you don't need to put your information out there like that. But, like, why haven't you left? Uh, minor league baseball uh, will be first. Uh, that, that's the first answer. So that kind of answers mm-hmm. your question yeah. about – yeah, uh, the, the major league or other, I should say other major league sports as well, mm. um, or even collegiate athletics. But, you know, yeah, having a son that's had s- some specific educational needs, that's mm. been one. Mm. Um, and, um, and my wife, uh, my wife's father moved here. My wife's mother moved here. My wife's brother moved here. And, you know, having, we have family here now, you know, 13 hour drive to where I'm from, but you know, that's been, that's been part of it. But look, we've developed a lot of great relationships and, and we're very comfortable here. Uh, it is home, um, has become home. And then when you add soccer, another business mm-hmm. and, you know, what is the long-term um, vision of soccer? We have some long-term visions internally, you know, we're not ready to release what those are yet, but uh, I would say soccer is almost like, uh, soccer now is like baseball in 2008, 2009. Um, that's, that's kind of where we are. You know, what is, what's the long-term plan for soccer? And I'm learning a new sport. Uh, I still don't understand offsides like I probably <laughs> should. Um, I'm a hockey fan. I don't either. <laughs> and, okay. Well, yes. So you know, I think they, and, I can't wait till they do away with it. <laughs> Whole blue well, line thing pisses me off. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. never going to happen. <laughs> But, but, but why can't you have a two line pass? I mean, come on. <laughs> now you've lost me. So, anyway, but, uh, 
you know, it, that speaks to some of the why on the 15 okay. years. And, and, you know, but opportunity is a good thing because it helps you evaluate uh, your existing. And, you know, grass is not always greener uh, unless you're talking about the infield at Warner Park. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting next to one of the ultimate hoop heads uh, and Mike Sauter. And it's just, it's just funny because I want you to kind of piece this whole thing together, right? We've, we've, we've talked about stories about your brother coaching and, and kind of what he's doing at, at the collegiate level. And lo and behold, Marty Cordero knows everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows Marty, right? So Marty calls me one day last year during the pandemic. He sends me a text. He says, hey, man, I need a gym. I, I got a team coming in town. They, they're looking for a facility. It's tough during the pandemic. This isn't even your brother's team, right? I, at first, I thought it was. But the guy was telling me what a, the relationship between he and Marty, the coach. So we get him in the west side. They, they open up the gym. And these guys are like singing your praises how they come through. How Marty came through. And the guy looked at me and I, I said, so I said, everybody loves Marty. I said, what is it? And he said, it's a Louisiana thing you wouldn't understand. <laughs> And I got to thinking to myself, is the Louisiana thing you wouldn't understand, is that the same as Nebraska nice? Like, Marty, how how much do you get stretched or what's your balance being so relational where you, like, are always the guy that comes through for other people? That's tough. It's a lot lot sometimes. No, it is. It's a lot of text. you know, with all the career counseling that I do and mentoring that I do, it, it, it got to the point where it was, you know, five or six calls a month. This is just one example. And now I do one, a one hour thing each month to where everybody will call in. And now it's easier because we zoom in. But it, yeah, I guess it could be a Louisiana thing. Just call it a <laughs> That's what he thing. told me. I just call he it a sounded human thing. just like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's a human thing. I mean, can't we just be just kind? Can we be kind? It doesn't matter what, what, you know, what side of the aisle you fall under. It doesn't matter where you worship. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is, your sexual orientation. We all have to live in the same place, you know, and, 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 and whether we want to or not. And to me, it's just about being nice. So, you know, when, when my brother texts me and he's the coach at LSU Alexandria, and when he said that LSU Shreveport was playing here, How about that? and yes, yeah. I was pissed. I was pissed that my brother's team did not get seated here. That's that, that's correct. Um, and one of his former assistants in Alexandria was coaching in Shreveport. I think it was mm. Tyler Sobey, if I remember, yep. uh, who's coaching there. So Tyler, uh, you know, Larry connected us. And, of course, I'm a, what am I going to say? No. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, that's why I reached out to you. And um, I knew that you and DJ would figure it out. And, yeah. <laughs> And you did, and and, and I think uh, the Cordero curse kind of hurt them because they lost their first game, and they were like they were a top ten seed. I mean, they were they were they were one of the favorites. Uh, junior college but, national tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well, NAI. NAI. I'm NAI, sorry. Yeah, NAI. And it'll be back again this year, courtesy of the Omaha Sports Commission. But um, you know, it's about relationship, and and yes, uh, it does get a little overwhelming sometimes. All the requests, but you know what? You never know what someone's going through. And I think that, you know, the, the team's not the example, but when someone says, hey, you know, can you get a ball for this or can you donate this for that? You know, it's not always Marty doing it. You know, I might facilitate them working with Andrea or Adana or Lori or someone in the office, 
So for me, I'm sometimes just the quarterback. I'm the distributor. And I make, you know, I just make sure they get into the hands of the, the right people here and our people here do an amazing job. So it's, it's, it's not the Marty show at all. I may have the relationships, but it's a storm. It's an Omaha storm chasers thing. It's a union Omaha thing. It's a Warner Park thing. A dot connector. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's a good, that, that's a good way to say it. Let me ask you this before we let you get out of here. Cause I think we're well over the 30 minutes. So I apologize if we are, uh, all right, we're close. Uh, my my producer Sasha is saying we're okay. You're so good with um, understanding what's going on in the community from a sports standpoint, but somehow, in some form or fashion, this comes back to young people, right? And maybe they're uniquely connected a lot with you. And but it's interesting. I've got our our football team will be out there Sunday. Uh, you got a couple of other teams that I know that have been offered invites that are coming out there on Sunday. If if sports is your passion and you, I put your family first, is it only superseded by young people or are they on about the same plane? Because forever those worlds collide with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's what I'm about to think of. You know, I don't answer. I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is, but you know, our future is about young people. I mean, really, I mean, that's, um, you know, with the Ida relief, you know, working, you know, with, with, with severe and, and getting hooked up with high voltage in new Orleans. Um, yeah, that's youth group. That's, that's, that's about young people. That's about young people in need. And, you know, we just announced, uh, recently minor league baseball has a, has a promotion going on for the final 10 game stretch. Whoever hits the most home runs is going to get a donation and, we're working with B&B uh, and Terrence's group uh, in North Omaha. Uh, so for every home run, we hit $50 donated. And if the storm chasers hit the most, which we've hit the most so far, it's going to be a $5,000 donation that we will win. For and, them. He, and he's all so, in on doing that. Yeah. Marty. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and I could go on and on, you know, and again, a lot of it, most of it's our team. I just happen to be the dot connector, as Mike, you said earlier, or the quarterback or, or, or the manager, whatever it might be. But, you know, we don't have anything if we don't have our young people, you know, and if, and if we don't take care of our young people and educate them and, 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 and I, and I mean what I'm going to say next, COVID has created a learning gap for a lot of schools, a lot of, a lot of classrooms, a lot of people specifically in the lower socioeconomic areas and why that's important to everybody in a community like Omaha is because we're going to have, uh, 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 we're going to have an employability issue in 10 or 15 years. Once those kids do reach uh, being, you know, 11th, 12th grade um, Metro community college students, UNO students, Creighton students, UNL. So for me, I think that's something that we need to think about more in this community over the next two to five years is how do we get these kids back to where they should have been pre pandemic. Uh, and it's not going to happen overnight. So maybe the kids answer is the answer that, uh, that I should have given you a second ago, but uh, the youth, but um, those things are all important and they need to be important to all of us. I'm going to go ahead and guess, and I, I fibbed, so I've, I've kind of one more statement slash question. The relationship that you've been able to grow with B&B and Terrence and Bo Mack and those guys over there, that was probably birthed, if I remember correctly, during the celebrity softball deal where you got Terrence to play in that. Um, I've worked on his board. He's a fantastic athlete. Is that just another example? Because that was what? Was that 16 or 17? 2015. 2015. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was connected. So you, uh, so you've grown that relationship over the last six years to where you are now doing a matching home run program for 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 the greater good. Yeah, yeah, and that, that and that was again through the relationship of our beat writer Tony Boone, mm-hmm. and then the relationship that you and I uh, had as well, DB. You you both connected because. I didn't. I didn't know B Mac or Phil McLean or, T, or, or you know or, 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 or Bud of uh, Terrence um, at that time. But then, yes, he came out pretty funny. And I don't know if it was fourteen or fifteen, but he came out early. And you know, we were up in the press box. It's a funny story. <laughs> so we're sitting in the press box, and he's being interviewed by the media. They didn't care about me. They're interviewing Terrence, which they should. And we look out, and he said, "You guys have a speed pitch here." Goodness, speed pitch. He said, "A radar that 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 you know that, that just." I said, "I said, yeah. Why?" He said, "Well, I know I can throw as fast as those guys on the mound out there. I played I played ball growing up, and you know, so you know, I, I'm an athlete. I'm like, oh, okay, really? So well, let's go. So we went out. And he said, well, "I can easily, easily, easily hit 80, 85, 90. I that that's easy." So I have pictures to show that he did not easily get. <laughs> I'm not get gonna. I'm not gonna get. I'll guess seventy-seven, seventy-eight tops. <laughs> yeah, tops. <laughs> but what was going through my mind was oh, world lawyers. champion boxer yeah. out for a year yeah, with, a major, with a major shoulder <laughs> with a major rotator shoulder injury. So I said, "Tense, we're done. That's it. We're done. We're done with that." But you know. Um, yeah, that relationship, and then the All Star Game celebrity softball event, which literally was 122 degrees heat index. That, that was Sunday so fun. When is that coming back? Uh, well, yeah, I was asked about that. We don't know if there's going to be an All Star Game in AAA anymore or in minors. You know, with MLB taking over, they've changed so much, uh, and not all of it for the good, uh, a lot of it for the bad. Yeah. If it does come back on rotation it'd be 20 to 25 years unless we bought our way into it. So uh, you and I would definitely be managing by then. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think hey, we'd be playing. I don't hey, think we'd be wheelchair playing. accessible, be, man. I could get around. Your kids. <laughs> it, oh, and one, one quick thing. And it, maybe this hopefully won't be a, another couple of questions, but you're, <laughs> you're hey, we not, can't let you go. Marty. Sorry. Sasha, Sasha's never going to have me as a guest hey. ever again. She's like, well, he's, he's such a conversationalist. I know you guys just have to keep him around. <laughs> but if so, not let's just talk. Obviously, we've talked outside of baseball and soccer and all that. But you're heavily involved in the community on different boards and different things like that. Like, if I'm correct, like ALS board, is that right? And different chamber of commerce. Um Yes, I did read a Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> so hey, he's, hey, a, he's a he's a regular Berean, Marty. <laughs> he did his homework. Okay, he asked questions. So I like how in the world do you balance everything that you have going on and your family? That's why I always ask, yeah. man, how are you doing? Like what? Yeah. How does it? That's that's. I have two kids, yeah. and my wife wants to kill me with as much as I work or much I'm not present. Right? I'm there, but yeah. I'm not present. Like, how do well, you give me some advice, man? Well, let me say, <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not without, um, you know, we all have relationship issues. Mm. And I would tell you that, you know, um, you work through them. Um, no one's perfect, led by me. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll start by saying that. Secondly, my wife um, 
probably about 10 years ago now, maybe, maybe a year after Werner Park opens, maybe nine years ago, nine and a half. She said, Hey, you know, you missed your, at that time, I guess Gavin was probably 17, uh, 16, 17. Hey, you missed Gavin growing up <laughs> for the most part. Are you going to miss your next two sons growing up? Mm-hmm. And it was a wake up call to get my house in order. And the 80, 90, 100 hour weeks that uh, we all, it's not Marty, mm-hmm. we all hear and we all used to put in in minor league baseball, it has changed. The industry is a little easier to work in than it used to be for a number of reasons. And I don't come to the office at seven every morning. Uh, honestly, hardly ever come to the office at seven anymore. And I don't stay till seven at night on non-game days. Um, and we have changed some things to where staff can rotate on game nights. I'm not here a hundred percent of the pitches anymore. And uh, it, the intentional word that one of you said earlier, I think it may have been you, Mike, um, I, you have to be intentional with again, relationships mm. and, Um, You know, that's something that I continue to work on. I used to not do anything for myself. Uh, I started playing in bands again about three years ago. I play in two bands. I play in two bands because I can't say no to anything as, (laughs) as, um, but I did, but I did, I did start saying no to some of the boards you mentioned. I've rolled off of a couple um, um, that, you know, just from a time perspective and, and I've, and I've helped grow some people here and had them fill my places. And I think that's important as well, but um, collecting Star Wars toys, just just trying to find things that are joyful in life that I can do with my kids. Now they don't care about collecting toys and, you know, they can't, they're not old enough to get in bars to come see me play <laughs> in a lot of places we play. Uh, but it's being intentional with time and relationships, but also taking care of me. And Damon's good about texting me and asking me how I'm doing. I think the music m- as much or more than anything else has been the last three years has, has been therapeutic, if you will. So, um, but, but, but no one's perfect and led by me, you know, I've made my fair share of mistakes and you just have to know that there's always tomorrow. And I know Damon, Damon knows this, there's always tomorrow. And it's, you know, what, what are, what are solutions? You know, let's, let's talk about solutions, not problems and not people, you know, how can we, how can we do something instead of talking about something or talking about someone Let's talk, let's talk about a solution or something. All right. Before we let you go, music connoisseur, we got into a knockdown drag out debate this morning (laughs) on the show. Uh, Chris, Chris Connell from Chris Connell from Soundgarden or Kurt Cobain from Nirvana are first of all, are either overrated and who's better between the two in terms of a performer? Well, first off, interesting fact, September 24th, 20, excuse me, 1991 blood sugar, sex, magic, red hot chili peppers. Never mind. Nirvana. What the? And then bad, bad, bad motor finger from Soundgarden all released on the same day. I mean, that, that is history for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Chris Cornell guy through mm. and through. I'm a Soundgarden guy, Matt Cameron on drums. Uh, you know, I, I'm a Dave Grohl guy now, but I like him more as a front man and a drummer. But for me, Soundgarden every day of the week that ends in a Y and his voice, if you listen, if you listen to Chris Cornell across the cat, his catalog and the other bands he played in, not a, I wasn't a huge audio slave guy, but his, his solo, his last two solo al- albums, if you go and listen to him now, unfortunately, as you know, he, he, he died by suicide. Mm-hmm. And I bring that up because if you're struggling out there, su- September suicide prevention month, please reach out, reach out to me, reach out to me. 
But let's let's go back a little bit. If you listen to his two last solo albums, it's haunting. His voice is haunting. It's so good. His tone. I could go on and on and on. But uh, I, 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 Chris Cornell. Yes, Chris Cornell. Okay, but the nir- <laughs> but 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 him. the Nirvana MTV Unplugged. Remember when they used to do those? That was awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. And and some of what I talked about, Chris Cornell on the, the, their Nirvana unplugged stuff, you can hear the pain and the anguish mm-hmm. in, in his voice and in, in, in Kurt Cobain's. But yeah, I mean, um, I think the luckiest man in the world who has not been without trials and tribulations is, um, is, um, Oh my God, Dave Grohl. I mean, you mm-hmm. think about what they went through and he could have hung it up mm-hmm. and he's been through some substance abuse issues himself. We can all learn from that. You know, we're, we're all going to be, we're all going to have setbacks, but all right, Sasha, all right. We're done now. Hey, I hey, hey, what, one last more. thing. What? I did I did I did watch there's a documentary on Netflix, Leonard Skinner documentary. <laughs> and it is really good. Stop. So if you have time. It's yeah, like an Chris hour. Chris Cornell, Leonard Skinner. It's like Skinner's, an hour fifteen. Stop. Marty. Just saying. You're arguably th- this may be <laughs> the greatest podcast we've ever done. I'm not kidding. No, it's yeah. It's Range really for days. You're really, the man. really good. I appreciate it. Anytime you want to come and talk. You could be my life coach too, man. Like you're, yeah, good. <laughs> you might be getting a, a message from me about some about having conversations. Well, hey, one of the greatest people I know, man. That's Marty Cordero from Union Omaha and the Storm Chasers. MC man, one of the best people I know in the world. I appreciate your time. Yeah. DB Mike, it's been real, and um, you know I'll, I'll come on anytime, and maybe we'll bu- maybe we'll tighten this up to about twenty nine <laughs> minutes. Hey, appreciate you. All right. Hey, how good is he? That was good. Uh, he's hilarious. He's mm-hmm. good natured. He is authentic. Some of the guts, though. Yeah, he's not the afraid. That's good. why I like talking to him. He's yeah. a real dude. Uh, hey, we appreciate you being part of this podcast. It will drop next week. I is this uh, this is a good one. Might take us forever to come up with a title. Uh, that's Mike Sauter. I'm Old DB. That's Sasha on the wheels of steel. Back next week with Planet Forward. A Huda Media Production.